Many years after being sold into slavery by his jealous brothers, Joseph reveals himself to them. Now the second in command in Egypt, Joseph reassures his brothers that God has used their evil intentions for good to preserve life during a devastating famine, and Joseph forgives them. The first reading is from Genesis, the 45th chapter. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near. And he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you from for a remnant on earth and to keep you alive uh, for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and the lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, and your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept upon his neck, and he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. After that, his brothers talked with him. This is the word of the Lord. The psalmody reading is for today is Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. In the Apostles' Creed, we speak of the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Using the metaphor of a planted seed in the story of Adam, Paul preaches passionately about the mystery, of, the mystery following Christ's perfect life into eternity. Um, for as by a man came death, by a man has also come the resurrection of the dead. For as all in Adam die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ the first fruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God to the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Why are we in danger every hour? I protest, brothers, by my pride in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die every day. What do I gain if, humanly speaking, I fought with beasts at Ephesus? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Wake up from your drunken stupor, as is right, and do not go on sinning. For some have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. 
But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish person, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. For not all flesh is the same, but there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one of, is of one kind, and the glory of the earthly is of another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for star differs from star in glory. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the gospel. Our gospel today is from Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from everyone who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. As you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the merciful, to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful as your father is merciful. Judge, and you will not be judged. Contemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. This is the word of the Lord. Let's open with prayer. Heavenly Father, We thank you for your presence and the hearing of your word. I ask that the Holy Spirit move within us, and I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, our Lord and our God. Amen. I'd like to start with a story that I recently heard on Christian radio. There was a school assembly of 7th and 8th grade students, And it was a teacher introduction. So you had the first teacher being introduced, brand new teacher. Kids applauded. Second teacher was very popular, very friendly. Everybody liked him. Bigger applause. Third teacher, easy in class. Easy homework, easy tests, you know, that slough off class. Huge applause. Everybody was applauding. Fourth teacher, he was known to be strict in class. You got your homework in on time. You did it. Tests covered everything, so you better study. He was one of those teachers that you learned from. Well, instead of applause, the kids started to boo. Until finally, one student from the back said, Hey, stop that. That's My dad. 
and they all stopped. Well, later on at home, when the real dad came home, this boy said to him, Dad, I got to tell you, I, I told a lie today. And he told him the story of what happened. Now, what would you as a parent do? Well, this father put his arm around his son. And he said, son, I am proud of you. All you did was get the family relationship wrong. He's not your dad. He's your brother. He's your brother in Christ. I love that. Well, today's gospel is about showing love and loving our enemies. It's also found in the book of Matthew. And in Matthew, it's under this big umbrella that we call the Sermon on the Mount. And part of the Sermon on the Mount begins with the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes are blessings. Well, there's, last week we did have some blessings from Luke. But there was one blessing that is in Matthew, that's not in Luke, and it's called, Blessed are the Peacemakers. The boy in my story, I think, is a great example of loving and being a peacemaker. He showed compassion and he risked ridicule by standing up for that teacher. Our gospel starts with love your enemies. And remember, Jesus is talking to the Jews, and a big enemy of the Jews is the Romans. Well, they were under Roman oppression. They had heavy taxation. They lacked freedom. And to hear Jesus say, love your enemies, that was like a what moment? You've got to be kidding. Now, maybe the Jews didn't say it in those words, but that was their concept. What? That's not fair? Love them? Well, are we any different than the people of that age? We see it all over our country, all over the world. Think about what you hear on radio and TV. It's a cycle of, if you don't see it my way, then you are definitely wrong. If you hurt me in words and actions, I'm going to come back at you in a very hard way. Things aren't fair. I've got a limerick that I found. There once were two cats from Kilkenny. Each thought there was one cat too many. They fought and they spit and they clawed and they bit. Till instead of two cats, there weren't any. Cat fights. Can't you just right now at those words hear the sound of territorial cat fights? So Jesus must be talking about those people, those enemies, those people out there, right? No. Jesus makes us Christians examine our motives, our actions, our response to situations. In our gospel, in verse 27, he's, Jesus says, Do good to those who hate you. In verse 28, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. In 29, if someone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. 
in verse 37. Do not judge and you will not be judged. I think these shows that the Bible lessons are personal. Jesus is getting very personal. Some synonyms I found for enemy, a rival or a competitor. For hate, dislike, criticize. So let's use those words in the gospel. Love your competitors. Do good to those who criticize you. A little bit more relatable, right? Maybe more personal. Well, let's dig a little deeper into our actions. It says, love your enemies. Are we sometimes the enemy? Are we ever unkind? Sometimes, if we're unkind, remember those who criticize you. Have you ever criticized? Are we the enemy? For instance, have you maybe not talked to someone because of a grudge you or they carry? Do you cringe whenever a certain name is said out loud? How about your responses to certain items on social media? Have you ever said, do it my way or else? How about, have you quickly steered your Walmart into a different aisle because you wanted to avoid someone? How about, have you stayed home from church because you don't want to bump into someone? Have you selfishly cut a candy bar so that you get the larger portion? Have you avoided Bible study or some other group because you may not like what someone says? Are there words, it's your fault, or maybe it's not fair, common in your vocabulary? Our smallest words and actions show how we are Christ-like or possibly the enemy. Are we Christ-like to the world? Jesus is talking to us. He says in verse 36 and 37 of our gospel, if you love only those who love you back, if you're kind only to people who are kind to you, if you lend money only to someone you think will pay you back, if you expect payment or reward for the good, then you really know better than anybody else. Are you acting Christian? We are to have a higher standard. We're supposed to be Christ-like. As a wonderful example, in addition to my beginning story of the boy who stood up to protect his teacher, who was being ridiculed, I mean, that was a small thing, but that was huge to that teacher. We have our Old Testament story of Joseph. Remember, Joseph's brothers hated him. And when they were out in a remote field, they took off this beautiful coat that was gifted to him by his father. They threw Joseph in a pit, and they were going to kill him until they realized, ooh, we could get some money out of this kid. And they sold him to a traveling caravan. Then they put this beautiful coat in animal blood, took it home to his father, and told his father that, he would, that Joseph was dead. Pretty low point in his life, right? But there's more. Joseph gains respect as a worker in Potiphar's home. 
But due to Joseph's integrity and the lies of Potiphar's wife, he was thrown in prison. In prison again because of integrity, because he was faithful to God. That's not fair. Wouldn't revenge to his brothers or even questioning God be logical? But God had a long-term plan. Joseph became second in command in all of Egypt. He was in charge of a plan that saved the entire area from a seven-year famine. And now these brothers, they come begging to this unknown man. They come begging to Joseph for food begging for salvation. And Joseph, who could have taken his revenge, instead provides. He forgives. He loves. He accepts. And he saves them from starvation. He turned the other cheek. Be Christ-like in a society that's not. The first sentence of our gospel says, but I, Jesus, say to you who hear. Another version says, but you who are willing to listen. Willing to listen. And if you are willing to listen, you're willing to be changed. Do you realize that each Sunday we say, God, treat me the same way I treat other people. Forgive me the same way. We say in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses, our wrongdoings. Forgive us as we trespass, as we forgive those who trespass against us. God wants us to forgive, but we do too. Thank you, God, that he is not a God who holds a grudge. We need to be amazed at God's love for us. Love. Do good, be kind, be compassionate, don't judge, forgive, give stuff and money away. Those are words from our gospel. It's like a stone that you throw into a lake and you suddenly get that ripple effect. I love throwing stones and seeing that ripple effect. Well, we as Christians need to be that example. We as a church worldwide and as Emmanuel Lutheran Church, need to be that example. Because if we aren't, the things we see and hear on radio and TV will become the norm. And I don't want that, and I don't think you do either. Our responsibility, we need to start that ripple effect by showing Christ-like love daily to everyone. In those situations mentioned earlier, instead of being the subtle enemy, we need to be the loving ripple effect. But what about those enemies that we usually think of when that word is said? Those enemies across our nation and around the world. What about those people who scam and take advantage of the helpless? What about those who are abusive even to children. What about those who kill just for fun? Or those who kill because we're Americans? Can you name more in your head? 
Think about this. Do you want to see them in heaven? Do you want them to have eternal life? Does God see sins on different levels? Is their sin worse than mine? Does God love me more than them? Did Jesus die for them? Yes, he did. As much as we think it's not fair, Jesus died for everyone. Sin is sin. God loves us all. God wants everyone in heaven. So what's the challenge? How about, how do you work through territorial catfights? What are those catfights? Examine yourself. Are you striving for a Christ-like higher standard? As you hear the contempt of people across our nation and around our world, remember, God wants them in heaven too. It's only by praying each and every day for God's help and strength that we can become more Christ-like. It's only by being in the word that we feel Jesus' challenge to us to hear, to listen, to change. It's only by leaning on God, our Father, and the Holy Spirit that we can change. Blessed are the peacemakers. Your choice, my choice. Thankfully, it's a daily choice. God's plan, God's help. And as the gospel says in verse 38, God is ready to help packed down, shaken together, and spilling over into our laps. I love that. Packed down, shaken together, and spilling into our lap. That's what's available to us. We need to be a Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. My master, grant that I may not so much seek to console, understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying, born to eternal. Lord, help us be that church. Amen. We confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. To God who welcomes all in love, let us pray for the good of the church and for the concerns of those in need. God of yesterday, today, and forever, We thank you for your loving care, protection, and strength. 
as Joseph, once abandoned into slavery, was able to confidently say that every part of his life was lived according to your will, help us to live our lives as an example and testament to your eternal love, mercy, and grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for guidance amid the changes and uncertainties of this life. Deliver us from the pangs of doubt and from the paralysis of fear. Help us to know with joy our Lord Jesus and the power of his resurrection. Strengthen our faith and give us confidence so we may not surrender to anxiety or despair. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for your love to have its way with us. Lead us to expect no reward. Teach us from your own example not to act from self-interest. Help us to love even our enemies and to serve those in need. End all bitterness and strife. Let your forgiveness cover us in our lives together. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for your comfort upon all who suffer. Deliver the sick according to your will and sustain those troubled in body or soul by your grace. Today we remember Mary, Bob, Gloria, Betty, Sierra, Francis, Linda, and those we name in our hearts. Help them to know and feel your presence and peace. Grant them healing and relief according to your will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed Savior, you have made your church to be the home of all people. You have called each of us to be your disciples, to know Jesus and to make him known. Help Emmanuel Lutheran be the hands and feet of God in Northwest Arkansas. Put the name and face of someone who needs us this week on our heart and mind. Help us to reach out to them in love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, in addition to the prayers that we have spoken, we know that you know the thoughts of our hearts. We entrust all of our prayers to your abiding love. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And let us join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Go now and give your life to the Lord. Trust in God and do good. Love and bless everyone, even your enemies. Do not judge others, but be merciful and generous to all. Treat others as you would have them treat you. And may God the Father be quick to act on your behalf. May Christ Jesus raise you to new and everlasting life. And may the Holy Spirit go before you to prepare a place for you and to provide for you. We go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.